an intimate stage, a yellow tree, and a love story. It's the setting for the newest offering from playwright Dylan Vandenberg. You might remember that earlier this year, he won the Victoria Premier's Literary Award for Drama for his play Milk. This time, Dylan is exploring themes of queer love through the budding romance of two young men, Nettie and Ty. Whitefella Yellowtree is set right at the start of colonisation, challenging everything the boys know and feel. Actor Guy Simon spoke to Away's Jerome Commissari about setting the play at the period of first contact. Well, from what I know, there, there are, you know, a certain um, ex-footballer mm-hmm. said a certain um, comment, <laughs> um, the old Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't name names, but I'm, I'm sure we know who it is. <laughs> um, that, I think, was a big um, kind of catalyst to writing this thing of, you know, that queerness um, and, you know, same-sex relationships and whatnot has always existed in First Nation um, cultures all around the world. Um, and so, you know, he wanted to, you know, draw that out and um, what better way to do it than, you know, right at the the heart of or lack of heart of <laughs> Uh, you know, colonization. And there, the two characters' relationship becomes more difficult as colonialism progresses. Yeah, absolutely. And because there aren't really um, too many specific things in it. And I was thinking not too long ago that um, anyone reading the play or presenting it or any, you know, um, any, uh, what would you call it, um, any same-sex, queer, you know, relationship, whatever gender identifying could play this and it could fall right in and, you know, fit exactly with them and they wouldn't have to change almost anything about the play, you know, and it would sit really, you know, the the religion and the, the colonialism would still be that wedge in there and it would still, you know, fit. Yeah. So on a personal level as an actor, you don't get much of a break during this at no, all. No break what's it like at pre- all. What's it like preparing? It's, it, yeah, it's, um, it costs a lot, I guess, um, just in terms of your, your concentration and, and the way it's written, um, there aren't really any monologues that I can go away and learn by myself. So I need the other actor. So the um, important time that we have is the rehearsal time and, you know, any free moments that we have, we're, you know, constantly running lines with each other. And um, for a good, what, hour and a half where it's dialogue heavy, so we're like bounce, 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 bounce back. It's a tennis match. <laughs> yes. Or a ping pong match. So, <laughs> um, and it, it it does cost a lot, but I, I guess if it didn't cost a lot, it's probably not that good, right? Yeah. Um, does it cost a lot to you physically? Uh, well, I found a bruise on my butt the other day, so I guess <laughs> I guess it's costing me something physically. But emotionally more. Yeah, so. emotionally as well. And that's that's the thing about any, you know, First Nations work, uh, especially new work, is that um, even though we're actors and we're inventing a truth, the truth is 
it comes from a place, of, you know, of something lived. Mm. So that's exhausting as well. Like we don't have the luxury as Indigenous artists to just shred the boards where, you know, um, playing out ourselves, our parents, our grandparents, those who have come before. Um, so it does cost something emotionally every time we jump out there and um, not only being Indigenous but also queer as well. There's that double thing as well, which is like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a fair bit going on there yeah. um, within you and on the, on the boards, as you said. Yeah, yeah. But working, was this made easier working with mainly blackfellas? You know, you've got... You've got Dylan Callum yourself. Did that make this process easier or or even would it have been possible without that? Um, well, we were fortunate halfway um, through. We had um, another director, Amy Soul, come in and um, they're Indigenous as well. So um, just having that another, um, so the co-directing now and so there's um, another voice. that it, it, It's not just... Um, a person of colour, it's a voice that's it's a culture thing as well. And that just instantly Amy opened the mouth and you were just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so there was the, you know, these two people kind of working together. And so that just made the work, it makes the work a bit more richer. And so mm. Dylan Vandenberg said, and I am quoting here, my dream actor would be Guy Simon. How did it feel to hear that? I feel like that's the first time I'm hearing it. <laughs> so that's that's really lovely. That's really flattering. Um, and I really like Dylan's writing. So um, to be a, a part of his, uh, you know, I think I think it was like the first workshop and going through and develop, 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 and knowing that just really warms my heart to know that, you know, I get to play with that and him having me in mind. It's really lovely. We're seeing a lot of queering of First Nations art and and spaces. And I'm wondering if you think that this is a relatively new thing or if you just think that it might be getting a bit more centre stage positions in big companies that are primarily not Indigenous who might not have shown this in the past. Yeah, well, I guess... Um... I asked this question because you said before, queerness has always existed in First Nations culture and this has come up time and time again. So I'm just wondering if you think that these kind of conversations and dialogues often happened in, in black artistic circles but weren't given centre stage? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an absolute expert on it and I haven't, um, well, for starters, I haven't really encountered a work like uh, Whitefellow Yellow Tree before. Um, so for me, th it was very exciting to see like a queer First Nations love story in, you know, to young gay men getting to be. Um, I feel like uh, queer First Nations work has always been around, but um, the work that I've encountered, I guess, uh, and this is a general statement, I guess, is that um, we've always been the, the comedic kind of thing, there for comedic value. Um, and let me tell you, we're good at it. Yeah. We're funny and it's great, but what's what's happening now and which is really lovely is that there's 
queer artist playing queer characters, um, which is is great, and that voice people want to hear it, so it's getting put uh, main stage or you know on on the screen or whatever. Um, but it's also also like dramatic stories as well, you know, and it's lovely. Look, I I love comedy and I love getting up there and doing it, but um, you know. No longer is that, you know, queer character just there for, you know, to deliver a witty pun, you know? Yeah, yeah. So the Griffin's an intimate theatre. Tell me about the set, and I'm particularly interested in the yellow tree. Mm -hmm. So it's not literal at all. Mm -hmm. So we don't have an actual lemon tree. Uh, What we're playing with is the, the roots of the tree. Um. Because I imagine like getting an actual tree in there and as time goes on, we're supposed to have lemons growing and flowers growing. So we just did not have the budget. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so uh, what Mason Brown, the designer's done is um, set up a space that can be almost uh, an every space um, so that we can endow with, you know, uh, um, different times and cut... places and and whatnot and so um it's almost like a post-apocalyptic um chernobyl looking abandoned building full of moss um post-apocalyptic or maybe even pre-apocalyptic right so because this play is set you know just before and during colonization right but the dress and dialogue is undeniably from now what do you think what do you think that choice brings to the performance what I feel like it does, and even reading it and performing it, I think it uh, brings an accessibility for all audiences, all, uh, you know, ages, all, you know, backgrounds and stuff like that, um, especially the dress. Um, we're not dressing traditional, you know, painted up or anything. Um, we're using language that would we would use today, um, which really helps bring up parallel um, to with the present and the past um, and it brings out what's changed and what hasn't changed, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't take long for the audience's ears to adjust to, you know, we're not playing with an accent either. So Mm. immediately as soon as our mouths open, they're right there with us, you know. Who do you reckon it's for? For me, going into this, um, you know, I, 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 as we were, you know, first developing the play, like I, I, I would well up a little bit um, just because it, we're able to give a voice for, you know, queer Indigenous people who have come before me, who have paved the way, you know, my cousins and stuff who, have, you know, passed away, um, who, you know, weren't able to have marriage equality and whatnot and, um, you know, those who I walk with today and who are, you know, mentors or who are, you know, in the drag scene and stuff and um, they're still fighting for a place. But, you know, I get to give them a voice for, you know, um, and also for the young Indigenous people out there, I know myself when I was at drama school, um, you know, if if – for instance, I was in the same year as another queer Indigenous person and we were asked to go find a scene. We would have to find, you know, this white American play and try and adapt it. 
but now they can go straight to this play. They've got something, mm. you know, um, and they're represented. They've got, you know, a voice that they can put on stage and, you know, someone's written a play for them. Yeah, and that is the importance of that. Can't really be understated. Yep. Guy, there's a lot of serious themes in this play, but are people going to have a bit of fun when they come and watch it? Yeah, there is um, a lot of laughs. Well, I hope so. We're la- we're <laughs> laughing. I'm laughing on the inside, but I'm a dag. But it's um, I love any opportunity to get on stage and just be like a dumb head. <laughs> and there's especially with my character Nettie, like he's handling responsibility for the first time. Um, and it's not that he's stupid. He just doesn't know how to deal with this thing and handling something for the first time. And I feel like myself, Guy Simon, in everyday life, I'm handling so many things for the first time. So I'm not even acting. I'm just up there by myself just being an idiot. But, um, yeah, I I love the opportunity to find out what the giggle buttons of the audience is and just tap into that a little bit and, yeah, and push them. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a there's a couple of moments in there, or maybe a lot of moments in there, but yeah, I think you have to in you know, especially with something a work like this that's you know, it's destined to have you know tragedy in the height of tragedy. You need a buoyancy, right? What's this going to be like for the audience when they're in the room? Are they in your conversation? Yeah, they are. They're going to be right there. They're going to. Smell the lemons, the lemon juice coming from her mouths. Um, the pheromones. Yeah, fully. Um, they'll be right up in, you know, the business that's happening on stage, which is not, you know, business, business. Um, but, you know, there, there's intimacy be- between um, myself and Cal. And, um, yeah, and it's, it's one of those stages because it, it's shaped like a kite. Mm. Um, and on the long bits of the kite, that's where the audience sits and they'll, um, it's a tennis match. Once Whitefella Yellow Tree is done, do you reckon you'll look for more plays like this to work on? I think I'll take a rest from the two-handers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, definitely. Um, I, want a, I want a legacy as a queer Indigenous actor, you know. What am, what am I going to leave behind? Um, and even though I haven't written this play, like I've helped bring it to life and bring it to the main stage. And if ever there's an opportunity, like I'm, I'm definitely gonna, you know, think about it because it's it's important. Actor Guy Simon speaking to Away's Jerome Commissari. You can see Whitefella Yellow Tree at the Griffin Theatre in Sydney now until the 23rd of September. After that, it'll head to Canberra's Courtyard Studio on the 28th of September to the 1st of October. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.